Hello, and welcome to Lore Dump, the show where we take somebody who hasn't played a game and walk them through the full story. I'm your host, Monty Zander, and I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Chase. I'm stuck in a lake. <laughs> sure. Um, not relevant to what we're covering today, but that's fair enough. Um, if you are brand new to the show, uh, we are... Go and listen to the other one. This is a bad place to start. It absolutely <laughs> it is. is. Yes. It's an odd place to start, yeah. Uh, but we, we have been uh, recently covering the Remedyverse. Um, I love all of the Remedy games. Quantum Break, slightly not so much, but it's still... No, we we like Quantum Break. Yeah. It was just executed partly. We, do, we still like it. Yeah, just yeah. Not as much. Just not as much. Um, it's still good in, in a sense. Um, but so yeah, we've just covered control, uh, and we're now moving into the two expansions. Um, the first of which is called the Foundation, which will be the focus of this episode, and then AWE will be the next episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at them. We'll look at AWE when we get to it. But for now, we're going to focus all of our attention on Foundation. It's uh, it's the next day. We've had some sleep. Yes. We were up late last <laughs> night. We were a little bit adult juiced. We've uh, we've 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 had some sleep. We've had a Greg's. I passed out the second I got home. It was wonderful. We've had a Greg's and Chase. I I uh, <laughs> not only were you in the queue in front of me and Greg's was, and yes. took took the last of what I wanted to get. I'm um, so sorry. I've, I wanted the bacon. I I uh, our, we know from analytics that the majority of our audience is American, and as our resident American in Scotland, <laughs> could, could you could you explain Greg's to our American audience because it forms a big part of the core of this podcast? Really, it's a delectable like bakery. Like I I feel it's the closest in a parallel that you're going to get to like a Dunkin' Donuts over here. Okay, and wow. it's it's not quite the same because there's a lot more meat based pastries that you aren't going to get at your Dunkin' Donuts. But you can get your donuts there. You get your coffee there. You get your little breakfasty goodies there. They 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 close like in the early to mid afternoon, so it's like, it's a very much a like early part of the day thing. Yeah, and yeah. I love it. And I absolutely had two uh, bacon and sausage rolls this morning and stole the bacon. And I had none. Yeah, that was the first thing that Neil said to me. He arrived maybe like they they arrived together, but Neil walked straight into the office. Chase went off to dump his stuff, and Neil walked in and went. Some guy in front of me stole all the last of the bacon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You, you, you say as if he didn't very explicitly name me as the one who stole his bacon. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So to the story. Um, so we're just going to jump straight into it because with the DLC Foundation, it's quite dense and there's quite a lot to cover. Um, you guys were quite confused about the, the concept of the board, the former, you know, you particularly we chased... Confused. Not we confused. It, we knew it explicitly. We, well, knew, yes. we, knew, exa- we, we knew everything we've been told. We're all knowing about these mystic... Somebody. Can you explain to me, Chase, what the board is? Uh, they... Sure. If, if if you just do it as the board, explain it as the board. That's gonna make good listening. <laughs> he slash I is in the pyramid slash home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, but right now it's it's a little bit. We unknowable. hate slash love you. <laughs> We don't hate you, we love you. Yeah, I hope you like that, because that's going to take up a lot of this podcast, oh, I'm man. afraid. Please tell me you have it written down so we can actually understand I don't, it. I don't. You can I read you? your script? No. <laughs> it's really confusing to listen to the sentences. It's also very confusing to listen to the board, to be honest. So, But we'll, we'll try and streamline it. So, 
Yes, expansion one, foundation. So control, if you remember the very end of control, do you remember what the very last thing hap is that happens in control? The credits roll. Jesse, Jesse get, well, the very last thing very is last Jesse thing. remembers that it was the Shawshank Redemption. She does, yes. That's exactly what happens. So seconds after, if you buy this the expansion with it, Jesse goes, the Shawshank Redemption, that's the movie. And then she gets a call from the board like straight away. So the board... Yeah, yeah. So, so the whole game is kind of, it's yeah. very, it's got a very open-ended finale. There's no true ending for 100% completion, anything like that. So yeah, so basically, after the game ends, Jesse is just forever taking out the hiss and solving mysteries and side quests in the oldest house. So if you remember, Hedron got destroyed, we shut down the slide projector, Dylan is now in a coma, so the hiss is no longer, like, streaming in. She's, like, turned off the shower head. But there's yeah. bits and bobs floating around. They're still, like, in the oldest house, so she needs yeah. to get rid of the ones that are in here, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. um, so, so that's kind of what you're doing which means that the foundation does just kind of happen she she gets a call from the board and that's it so there's no big opening cutscene or anything it just begins so is, is this essentially just a, a larger side quest it, it, yes but it's substantial and there's side quests in the side quest are there new areas of the building there are i would assume that the foundation the, well, is a new area of the building. The great thing about the oldest building is you could do 10 games and have like entirely new and visually different bits open up every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you could make a million games. You like, could you could have a you could have a freaking rainforest in there. Yeah. So I'm trying not to swear I hate saying freaking it makes me sound like a sort of American, American, American child. <laughs> So, if you remember during the main game of Control, when Helen Marshall, the head of operations, was like, yo, I'm off to deal with something super mysterious, yes. you go she deal with the hiss. Lady. Yes, she was an angry lady. Uh, well, we're about to find out where she was, where she went. So, call from the board. Director, they say, situation, crisis, uh-oh, in the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> we demand your attention. Oldest house is in danger. We opened the door slash tree in maintenance. Mm. What? What did they open? The door slash tree. Well, Jesse immediately knows what they're talking about. Uh, so the door they opened... Is this a power that the, 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 the service rep gives you the power to understand what the board is saying? No, but Jesse, because she's the director, she gets to understand what the board is saying. And that's important. The Only the director can understand using the hotline. But also only the director has the service weapon. True. Uh, yeah, I don't think the two are necessarily connected. Anyway, so, Jesse immediately knows what she's talking about, uh, what, what the board are talking about. The door they opened is down in maintenance. Specifically, it's down in nowhere, where she went to find Atty on his vacation. Yeah. So, the place... So, yeah, so she goes. She finds the door, and notes how it seems to have engravings of a tree in the stonework. That is the door of Durin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It looks just like the door of Durin. You're absolutely right. It's important to note just how, like, mystical and fantasy this looks. That's yeah. because it was forged by the Dwarven Smith Narvi and engraved by Celebrimbor, Lord of Oregion. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't know they had the rights. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> the fact that Remedy can get them and Amazon can't, damn. So, yeah. So she, she's like, ooh, and she like touches the door and boop, she just teleports. And she teleports into a cave. A cave full of red sand. But oh, before yeah. you ask, no, it's not the same red sand that came out of Slidescape 36. Okay. So yeah, Jesse is in awe of the architecture and the strange crystals that seem to shoot out of the walls at a moment's notice. In fact, her first thought is of her best friend in the whole wide world and future wife Emily Pope and how much she would just love all of this. Like, what if, oh. She's like, Emily, I'm taking you on a holiday down also, here one day. I, I'm really sorry. If you were that into Emily, 
you should step down as director because you are her boss's boss's boss, and uh, that has that's some dodgy connotations. Uh, oh, so no, you're right. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Boss's boss's boss. You're right. Um, well, you know, maybe there's a way to fix that. So she also knows <laughs> Emily's the new darling. Now that she's only your boss, the new Atty, then she's your boss. <laughs> oh, fix the power dynamics. So uh, Jesse also notes that there's bureautech down here. There's like research tents that are set up. Contr- wow, there's bureautech in the oldest house. I'm shocked and amazed. In the foundation of the oldest house. Cool, it's still the oldest house. <laughs> okay, it's just it just everything seems older though, even older than the oldest house stuff. You know, this is all extra old. But specifically, weirdly, there's control points here. You're seeing some satellites and stuff. So you know, someone set stuff up down here to stop the foundation from shifting and warping the same way the rest of the oldest house has. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um. There's nobody around. It's completely abandoned. What happened here? And more importantly, where are we? So the foundation. Yeah, but like, what is the foundation? <laughs> what is it? So that's when Helen Marshall calls us on the hotline. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That's worrying. Oh, no. So Helen is like, Marshall is like, I only heard of the foundation when I became head of operations, the very bottom of the oldest house. Director access only. Just the name alone is classified. Zachariah Trench gave me a tour the day I was promoted, said I should see it for myself to understand. After that, I snuck down on my own from time to time to keep tabs on the place and... I thought she said it was director access only. It is, but did, Trench did gave Trench, her access. Did Trench, was Trench setting her up to be director? I don't know. Marshall, we, we learned that Marshall... Marshall and Darling are like the only two people in the world that Trench trusted, but even then his paranoia made him push them away. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, revol- was he, 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 he was talking about revoking their access from the maze, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, he had access to the maze. That's yeah. right. That's he right. was the we, only other one. Yeah. We don't know. The assumption is that Darling knew about the foundation, but honestly, there's no confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Marshall's the only member of the senior management team that knew about this place. Okay. We don't know. Yeah, so Marshall says, I would sneak down here from time to time to keep tabs on the place and on them. But nothing ever changed down here. Not even the walls. It's solid permanent, different from the rest of the house. Of course, they were always watching me. I never stayed long. I'm not stupid. I have to stop the hiss from finding this place. I'm the only one who can. And Jesse is like, why the hell is Marshall calling me from the hotline? How is she calling me from the hotline? But moves on. Uh, so yeah, again. So this is, is this the important place she ran off to? The hiss have invaded. This is the important place I need to go. Presumably, this is the one place I can't let them get to. 100%. However, from our kind of theory crafting so far, our sort of understanding has been that you have to be in another dimension or beyond to call on the hotline, right? You can call from the astral plane, is the understanding. Yeah. Also, remind me, was it only power utilitarians can receive calls or make calls? Only power... Oh, yeah, well, arguably, arguably only power utilitarians can make calls. So is Helen potentially a power It's a great question. But also, is it, it's not just from the astral plane, is it, though? Because we had a call from Alan. Yeah, no, no, no. It was just... It's other dimensions. dimensions. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, when I say astral plane, I, I, I kind of... Sorry, I'm using not astral here, plane yeah, incorrectly. Yeah, because yeah, that, that, that is planes. a specific dimension. Not yes. here. The astral plane is the board's dimension. Yeah. So, Which yeah. implies she is no longer down here. Mm. So, Jessie, uh, she, she journeys on anyway, and she finds that eventually, surprise, surprise, the Hiss have gotten in here. Okay. It's taken over the bodies of dead humanoid creatures. Mm. 
strange. Not FBC, that's important. This is the bodies of the they that Marshall was referencing. I'm I'm kind of seeing, you know, some military looking yellow shin pads. That looks pretty monarch to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the time travel cave. No, because the duct tape's like, it's not all crap, so it can't yeah. be monarch. Well, uh, but it was always fine in the games. It was just in the TV show that was crap. Good point, touche. Uh, so, yeah, so so she, there's something off about these humans, uh, these humanoid creatures, rather. Um, their skin is either a dark black or, like, that really ashy sort of grey, almost like they've been moulded from, like, the black rock that exists somewhere in the oldest house. So they don't speak, but they are hostile. So Jesse kills them without question and eventually finds the crossroads. So this is kind of our hub. Uh, for the DLC. In the middle stands a fractured black cube as if something has blown it to pieces. The board's voice ushers out. The nail slash door slash monolith is hurt. Repair the nail to prevent astral collision. Astral plane will collide with oldest house if crisis not averted. This is the director's duty. You'll need to find four monoliths in the foundation and cleanse them. So go and explore the foundation. Also, here's an upgrade. You can either destroy crystals or make them grow now. You only get to choose one. I wonder if I was right. I don't think we mentioned this, but if I'm right, you do cleanse monoliths. Is that correct? Yes. So I'm wondering, was the Black Pyramid originally the top of the monolith that was this blown-up cube? It's very interesting you say that. Hold on to that thought and don't forget it for now, okay? Right. Uh, because it's an interesting... Well, we thing. know that the, the Black Obsidian is used in other places. It appeared to be used to contain... Uh, it, like, when they had a safe house within the oldest house, they built it out of the Black Rock. Um, I thought that the top of... Dylan's cell looked like it had been built out of black rock. Well, if you remember, black rock, um, the HRAs are made out of black rock. Yeah. You, yeah. So what they, they're immune to frequencies, or resonances. That's what they are. They stop the hiss. But uh, this has been shattered. Yeah. So maybe the hiss can get in now. Who Somebody knows? Somebody launched on it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So, so, the, the old, so the board takes her to the astral plane and it's like, yo, here's like an upgrade for you. Here's a new power. It's yeah. the DLC. You can either destroy these crystals that are specific to in here or you can make them grow, but you only get to pick one, Jesse. And Jesse's like, but I want both. And the board's like, nope, just one. So you have to pick whatever new upgrade you want. Um, it, you complete the astral plane tutorial. Yada, yada, yada. Does it change what you can do in the DLC? It does, yeah. Uh, you, you can either destroy, so like parts of the cave have entrances that you can destroy the crystals blocking it to get in, or you can like bring out a wall as platforms to get up to stuff and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, it open, unlocks new areas. Yeah, so the board is like, you only get one power, Jesse. We're not giving you both, you little shit. And Jesse's like, well, that's annoying, but fine. So this is the foundation now. This is the game. So it's basically a big level for us to explore while Jesse cleanses these four mini nails that are dotted around to rebuild the monolith. The, the term the nail sounds familiar from the half hour of control I've played. Was that a thing in the original game as well? I don't remember the nail really cropping up until the foundation, to be honest. Okay, cool. Then I might just make it up. Um, but we are just, for now, we're not going to call them monoliths. We are going to call them nails because that is the terminology that okay. is constantly used. So oh, wow. it's a nail. So, yeah, big level, explore, cleanse the nails, all good. Fight fight these weird humanoid creatures um, that have been taken over by the Hiss. It's less about what we do down here and more about what we learn, particularly through what the fanbase have dubbed the Ash Tapes. So that is where we're going to start lore-wise. A lot of this episode is not going to be me telling you where Jessie goes and what she does. We go over to this red bit of sand and kill some monsters and, yeah. I'm just going to be covering a lot of what she picks up and learns, okay. particularly the Ash Tapes are important. So... 
Our time exploring the Foundation shows us glimpses of what the FBC was like under Director Northmoor. Who is Director Northmoor? Radiator, Radiator Man. Radiator Man. For anyone that hasn't listened to the Control episode or played Control, the director before Trench, who was previous to Dylan, the most powerful uh, paratilitarian that they'd sort of found in, in their, their lifetimes, had the power to generate immense heat from his body damn he's so hot it was going it was going out of control so he chained himself up in a sort of chamber and is still alive heating and powering the the uh the federal bureau yeah yeah question as well just because something neil mentioned I, I i watched a few videos in the day that we were off um so dangerous. D- Dylan, don't worry, I was only watching stuff for base game. Um, I looked at timestamps when they were uploaded. Yeah. Um, Dylan was the most powerful since Northmore. Is Jesse more powerful than Dylan? Good question. Okay, cool. Dylan, Dylan can kind of float and fly and, you know. Because I remember well, mentioning... Or is that hiss? It's only with the help of the hiss. I remember I was mentioning that, but then one of the videos I watched mentioned something along the lines of the fact that Jesse was the most powerful since Northmore. I think that Jesse is now. By the end of the game, Jesse is flying around, picking up objects, launching them. You can possess enemies. She could do a million things. But I think sort of base potential, Dylan, you know. Dylan was like killing people with a thought when he was a child, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, what I'll say is un- unclear right now. Uh, all we know is Dylan's stuck in a coma. Yeah. Um, Dylan will never wake up for that coma in this, these DLCs. Okay, cool. So don't worry too much about Dylan. Uh, not really relevant, Sorry, potentially, until D-Log. Control 2. Um, although there is a theory, sorry, just while we're on this, there is a theory that Dylan and Jesse were one person yeah. and then they were split during the events of Origin. Well, Dylan mentions... And their he, memories are different. Dylan says he has a dream that, that they were one person. He did, but he also, and yeah, and he also says, like, isn't it weird how, like, Dylan and Jesse is, like, a, such a gender-neutral term, you know, so so it's, it's just an interesting theory mm. that perhaps they were only one person, one child, that then got split into two during the events of Ordinary. I want to see the Fused Threshold kid puppet. Ugh. I don't want to see that at all. I don't want to see any more Threshold kids. I, <laughs> I watched all of the Threshold kids, and they were <laughs> wonderful. So, rega- regardless, um... This, yeah, so these are really important, and uh, do interrupt and ask questions as we go, because I'm simply going to read these to you. I cannot summarize them or, or do them justice. So, we find the Ash tapes, which is a set of audio recordings. The Foundation, as a DLC, gives us glimpses of what the FBC was like under Director Northmoor. In particular, the tape recordings by a doctor called Dr. Theodore Ash Jr., tell us quite a lot. Some of these are tricky to find, but lucky for all of you listeners and you two, uh, I've got them laid out here chronologically because oh, you find them I, out of order. I do know who this is, yes. So we get a pretty clear picture of what happened when the FBC first found the oldest house in 1964. Yes. Oh. So they only found it in 1964. Right. Do you know who Theodore Ash is? Does that ring a bell? The answer is no. No. <laughs> yeah. Because pr- you might only remember him from The Christmas Tree, Theodore Ash. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Oh, yeah, Theodore yeah. Ash is the guy that came up with the incantations that are somehow able to, like, affect altered items. He knows magic spells. This. I mean, he's, he's also the doctor that you literally just said a second ago. No, that was Theodore Ash Sr. that worked with The Christmas Tree. Oh. The Ash tapes are by his son, Theodore Ash Jr. Goodness. So that's all we know right now. So, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to work through them, if that's okay. Um, and interrupt as you go. Uh, there's a bunch of these, so stick with me. Tape 1. My life's been a strange one. Certainly stranger than I'd like. But this place, it's something else. 
The floors crawl, the walls slither. It's a shifting pit. On the street, it's just another drab building, standing there for anyone to see, but no one does. How do we miss it? There you go. There we go. That's uh, that we sort of talked about in the in the base game about how the hell does nobody stumble across this super secret bureau? Yeah, it's 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 sort of got the magic uh, field effect where you just people ignore it. It's just there and it's driving. Nobody pays attention to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, uh, how do we miss it? Northmoor, acting director Northmoor now is on a train from Washington. He'll expect answers, which is why I'm making these tapes. They're evidence that I'm at least trying to understand. Father searched his entire life for something like this, and we find it one week after he's buried. Oh, rip. So Theodore Ash Sr., dead. He always hated irony. Of course, Father, the great director Ash, would have been the first man in. So his dad, Theodore Ash, was the first director of the Bureau, is the understanding. Or at least the director before North. So Dr. Ash is a nepotism baby. A what? A nepotism baby. Oh, I see. Yes, he is. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So, of course, Father, the great director Ash, would have been the first man in. And look at me, his bookworm son, the supposed head of research, who can't stop his legs from shaking long enough to step over the threshold. So, this guy was the head of research before Darling, his dad was the director before Northmoor, Northmoor was the director before Trench, and now Jesse's the director. So, yeah. here's, your, here's your takeaway. Bear in mind, we're in the 1960s. So they haven't found the oldest house yet. I think that's important. Like, he's just kind of seen it, and now they're going in. But we're finding the tapes in the foundation. Do you think the oldest house always looked like a brutalist government building? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we'll talk about that in a wee bit, because I might have answers I for it. I if it was there, it always looked like it fitted in, right? Kind of like a TARDIS before it's broken. You know, it always looks like it fits in, except nobody notices it. I think it's kind of like that, yeah. 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 Um, so, take two. It's been five days since we first entered the building. Traversing the interior is dangerous due to the shifting, but we did manage to find a lower cavern that seems structurally predictable, which is a scientific way of saying its walls won't crush us to death in our sleep. Northmoor even made a discovery, a pistol placed on a stone pedestal in front of that strange ebony pillar. Oh, we know what that is. Mm -hmm. So the service weapon was just like waiting on a pedestal in front of the nail for someone to come and take it as if it was just put there. Seems like something out of a storybook, except the heroes usually find swords, not handguns. But it is the perfect lure for someone like him. Hours after finding this weapon, Northmoor cornered me to spout some nonsense about how the board had made him the director. He ranted about the title being meaningless before now, calling Father and all other previous directors shams. Wait, 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 wait. Father and all previous directors. The so FBC. Previous the directors. FBC existed, but not in. They didn't have the. They didn't have the oldest building as their base. Yes. Cool. So that's great. Why wasn't then Northmore considered the first director? Why was Ash considered the first? Well, because director? he was the director. Oh, so yeah. To, to be clear, when I had, when I say first director, it's like you're kind of led to understand. I'm I'm making this very quick, uh, but over the course of the the foundation, you're like, oh, Ash must have been the first director. Oh, there were directors before Ash. Sorry, I'm just kind of because it's so tight together. It just sounds like I'm contradicting myself. When in reality, the okay. journey you're supposed to go on is. Oh, Ash was the first director. Oh, no, there were loads of directors before Ash. Oh, the FBC was a whole organization before the oldest house. Yeah, it's oh, just right. that it's just that Northmore was the first director appointed yep. by the oh, gun. Yeah. <laughs> the gun. Imagine being knighted with a handgun. Um, the queen walks up to you, pistol in hand. I, the king. Not anymore, she does. The king walks up to you, pistol in hand. Ooh.
Uh, it's important for me to know, guys. Sorry, I'm a total idiot. Uh, I was totally wrong. Uh, Theodore Ash Sr. was not the guy that came up with the incantations. It is this guy, his son. Oh, okay, okay. Good job. I was totally wrong on that. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. So well, thank yeah, you for correcting would... me in the comments by this point. Why would, <laughs> why would a director be uh, coming up with incantations? That doesn't seem like his job. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like his bookworm nepotism baby son. Yeah. So, yeah, so Northmoor is like, Northmoor touches the gun and he gets a vision from the board and the board's like, right, you're the new director now. And he's basically like, Every, all other directors didn't matter. They were idiots. They were frauds. I'm the first proper director of the FBC. The big daddies in the pyramid say so. Mm -hmm. And Northmoor, sorry, Ash is basically like, okay, I guess. Dude, you do you, man. Um, before he was just acting director. Now he's proper director. Okay. I think this place is worse for Northmoor than it is for me. Ash thinks. The strangest thing? There was no pedestal in front of that pillar a day ago. This building has swallowed a dozen of my men and now it's handing out presents? Is it playing some sort of game? If it is, we're most certainly losing. Hell, we don't even know the rules. Do you think Santa Claus's sleigh is an object of power? Mm -hmm. Uh, probably, yeah. It just comes with, uh, with presents. I wouldn't be surprised if Santa is an entity in this universe. That would make sense. Or a power utilitarian. For the Christmas DLC. Yeah, I would play the crap out of that. Um, tape three. 28 days now spent inside what we're calling the oldest house. Why? Because uh, it sounds cool. Because Northmuir, quote, insists on the name. So the board told him that? Probably, yeah, yeah. I'm too tired to ask why. I'm not sleeping well. Per orders, me and my research team have established a permanent examination lab in the Foundation. I basically live down here now, like the obedient head of research father raised me to be. I spent my days investigating that odd pillar where Northmoor found the handgun. The work was half-hearted at first, I admit, but then I discovered numerous non-Aristotelian energy channels converging at its base. Aristotelian as in Aristotle. Yeah, what does that mean? Okay, so if something is Aristotelian, it means it's like binary. Good, bad, true, false. Uh, what he's saying is that the energy channels are not binary. There's like, they all just kind of go crazy and they're spreading out. Then why not them. just say binary? No, because it's not binary. It's non, oh yeah, I'd say non-binary, I guess would make exactly. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's analog. But yeah, so anyway, so he- Energy already has a term for this. So he's like, oh, these, these energy channels, they converge at its base. They kind of just go off everywhere. Ley lines, dragon roads, Heliglinian. Call, call them what you want, but this pillar is the crossroads. I started building something, equal parts talisman and technology. An array that can impose order on the ley junctions. Ah, the satellite thing. The satellite things, yes. He's coming up with how to use control points. That's the idea, at least, he says. We'll see when I'm done. I prefer to work away from the pillar. I'm not the only one who feels like that thing has eyes. Tape four. There are eight tapes total. 41 days since entry day. The name of our historic arrival to the oldest house. Morale is long dead and its corpse is starting to smell. My research staff... <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's a great line. That's, that's, a, great that's a fantastic line. My research staff complain of a presence watching them. Many have suffered nervous fits. Some were evacuated. In cheerier news, I've made some new friends. I met them while exploring the deeper caves. Oh, no. They're hard to describe, but imagine like avant-garde sculptures of humans. I call them the id. They aren't hostile. In fact, they're polite and quiet, which is more than I can say for some of my colleagues, am I right? Most id are shy, but a few are quite curious. While I sat taking notes, one came to look at my sketches. I offered it my pencil, but that spooked it. What are the id? Residents? Prisoners? 
They remind me of the Golans from Kabbalistic texts, or a type of homunculi. I know I shouldn't, but I gave them names. There's Hercules, Adam, Lilith, Comer Copernicus. Mabel is the bravest. They're a funny bunch. It's interesting that he called them the Id. Mm. That's very interesting. And and presumably it's the Id then that have been turned into his monsters down in the basement. That is the, definitely the supposition, yeah. The, yeah. Th the enemies we're attacking are Aww. the Id. Poor Mabel. But it's interesting as well that Marshall, when Marshall went down there, before they were turned into the Hiss, Marshall was like, oh, I see them looking at me, mm. but I don't stay down there for very long because I'm not stupid. So she never had that, or, or by that point, they no longer had that relationship with, you know, maybe because Ash was dead. They weren't being curious and sort of... Yeah, friendly. I don't get the sense that the Id were ever necessarily hostile prior to the Hiss taking them over. They yeah. just kind of watched and are a bit like, mm. like my budgies. You know, it's been like, <laughs> I'll just watch it from a, from a distance. Yeah. And squawk. And squawk. When you forget to put the music on. Yes. Um, tape 5. Day 51. Northmoor has ordered an all-hands search for objects similar to the service weapon. He claims there are more in the house, though I don't see how he's so certain. He's been strange lately, talking about joining greater causes and frequently mentioning a pyramid. After pressing him, he finally describes this pyramid to me. Inverted. Black. Mathematically perfect. Oddly enough, Adam and the other id have shown me numerous inverted triangles painted on the cave walls. Surely there is a connection, but I don't see it yet. As far as occult symbols go, triangles are by no means rare. Flood, Levi, Kroll, they used that shape like it was going out of fashion. I don't recognise any of those names. Uh, but they're well-known uh, occult members or philosophers, perhaps. Standing on their base, triangles signify stability and strength. Inverted on their points, they represent conflict, stagnation. Of course, the orientation is just a matter of perspective. Looking at the pyramid from below gives you one perspective, from above, another. Northmuir says he looks up at the inverted pyramid. I have to wonder, is anyone standing over it, looking down? So I think Northmuir looks at it the same sort of way that Jesse does, presumably, when we get these astral plane shots. Yeah. That sort of, yeah, it's very sharp and angular as well. Um, it's also worth me acknowledging that I believe, no, there's a collectible I didn't show you where uh, a member of the FBC, an agent, describes a dream that they had. And in the dream, they essentially describe the end of control. They predict okay. the end of control, which is the black pyramid and uh, almost like coming up towards it is a red pyramid, which is facing upwards. It's not inverted. And the red pyramid almost like fuses through the black pyramid. But for a second, when their points touch, he, he makes a real point to acknowledge that it looks like an hourglass. And then it, go, it phases through the red pyramid and like overtakes it. So basically what he's describing is the hiss taking over the yeah, board. Okay. That's what he's witnessing. Um, but it's just interesting that he really specified, like a couple of sentences are specified on the hourglass shape. And now Northmuir's talking about the shape of the pyramid and how upside down it's one thing. And yeah, you know, so just, just interesting. So yeah. Anyway, tape six, day 86. There's been a change. Hercules and Mabel, I mean, id numbers 3 and 11, attacked my Oh, he's got rid of their names! Yeah, because they attacked his staff. Two fatalities. Three, if you count, Mabel. Oh, Mabel! Yeah, I know. Rest in peace, Mabel, you brave id. She was always so kind. Yet. As a result, we were aban- As a result, we are abandoning the Foundation. Northmuir gave the order to transfer our resources to the upper floors, now that my control points allow us to safely come and go from the New York streets. Did I forget to include the- Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. New York? I thought we were in DC. No, 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 no. The oldest house is in New York. That's not where federal government buildings should be. 
Yeah. No, it's 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 not a real federal government building. Yeah. It's just where a federal a secret federal government department happened to be. Presumably, they don't have to report to the White House for like quarterly meetings or anything. New York's not been the capital for years. Well, I get the sense that North Moore did because he was coming back from DC. Yeah. But arguably now, yeah, they probably just do their own. Thing. And also, this oldest house was there when it was the capital. I feel like that's probably one of the. It's one of those bureaus that only like the president and the cabinet know about. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like. Well, only cabinet, only a couple of like senior people in the FBI knew about it. Yeah. So yeah, just just interesting. It, it, it's they didn't they didn't choose to set up in New York. This is just where the oldest house was. Yeah. Meanwhile, as with any secret government organization, any random go- Joe can join it. Well, can they? Or is it a bit like... I feel like a bunch of randoms keep joining the FBC. No, they'd be kind of headhunted, I think, for their... And also, is it is it a bit Magnus Archives, where people might think that they've got a job randomly, but they've had something happen to them in the past that has drawn them to this, that has they are uniquely qualified because they've had interactions in the past. They knew how to make the meanest cup of spooky paranormal coffee. <laughs> Bear in mind as well, the... And now they're the coffee getter. We also learned that they used memory repression technology. So, you know, I don't think it's like you sign an NDA I think it's like if you get sacked or whatever, you you get your memory wiped. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Unless you're the director, in which case the board kills you. Potentially. Well, yeah, I don't think it was the board that killed Trench. It no, but the board has threatened to kill Jesse like three times. It has. You're absolutely right. It has. Yeah, yeah. They basically said, "Oh, by the way, if you quit, we're gonna kill you." <laughs> so yeah. Um. So. Blah, blah, blah. The id attacked. Uh, Mabel died. Bless her. She was always so kind. As a result, we were abandoning the foundation. We're moving up to the upper floors. Uh, the control points let us control the oldest house. Did I forget to include that fact in my previous logs? I've been so busy. Using the arrays I made, control points have been established throughout the oldest house. Excuse me if I don't sound excited, but it's just... A few months ago, I would have been overjoyed to leave the foundation. But now I realize I've grown fond of this place. The biggest thing that bothers me, mm-hmm. right... And this is the most nothing thing to bother me. Right. Is the fact that, presumably, Trench was director how many years? Uh, Let's say 20 years. 20 years. Let's let's give Northcote another 20. Which means it has been... He was from, like, the 60s to the 90s. Cool. Then give him 40 years. So it's been 60 years, roughly, since these control points were created. Mm. And they're still ugly-ass standing satellites. There's no new new technology inside the building. You know that you can't bring new technology in. It can't be old. Phones explode. Smart screens explode. Fine, fine. They couldn't have made them aesthetically more pleasing than a randomly standing satellite in the middle of the room. You couldn't have mounted them to the walls. It worked. It worked. No, you had 60 years mounted to the wall. It's also a good idea of like not changing things unnecessarily. Everything about control and everything about the way the FPC is run is all about rituals and the same and rigidity. That's your protection. Ugliness is ritual. Yeah. Not aestheticness. We talk about how beautiful control is as a game because it is, but like none of this is beautiful in the sense of like real life rituals are beautiful and aesthetic and i think they should have mounted their satellites to the damn wall no stupid <laughs> but it was also 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 the, the satellites have to be in particular places they have to be so like they, you can't just put them anywhere they have to be set up at certain control points around the oldest yeah, house conveniently always on the access of the floor no sometimes playing the game you actually find them like sometimes they are stuck to the wall because sometimes the control point is like the chalk that makes the circle is being like drawn on a bit on the floor and then mainly up on the wall and bits of the satellite have been stuck to it and jesse has to go up and like touch the wall and stuff that happens at points and it makes it seem like the oldest house is like squeeze trying to squeeze it around the control point it's very cool i still feel like they had 60 years to improve this (laughs) sure man but i'm just going to continue reading my audio logs so (laughs) so yeah so 
so Ash is basically like, I don't want to leave the foundation anymore, um, but I have to. So uh, he says, there's something deep in the stone here, deeper than that watching presence. Something warm. I feel it needing me. I won't go. I'm going to refuse. Northmore won't be happy, but so be it. I'm starting to see him for what he is. An impotent storm. Father's shade in a cheap suit. Mm. Ooh, this dude can write some dramatic shit going on here. Yeah, this is when we find out that Ash was Alan Wake all along. Yeah, Ash is a bit writer than Alan, I think. <laughs> Although Alan, Alan might be... Alan should be good after 10 years at the bottom of the lake doing nothing else. <laughs> I don't know. Hasn't he been down there writing nothing but trash? That doesn't work. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. Yep, trash like quantum breaks. Those, so. <laughs> Those were early attempts. Day 118. I have changed, though it's hard to know how or why. I no longer need tools to detect the house's veins, to hear it breathe. I could feel its blood churning beneath my bare feet. I've added my own illustrations to the walls, trying to solve some mystery that the oldest house whispers to me. I have to avoid the id as I do so. They hunt me. I don't blame them. They're just following the pillar's orders. Even poor Adam doesn't seem to recognize me anymore. I've spent a long time contemplating the etchings of the tree and its roots. Did you know this city used to be a forest? I wonder if our oldest house wore a different face back then, or if it was always here, a 21st century office building since time immemorial? Can a place know the future? Can it change its skin? Can it wander? I always thought the esoteric world was my father's, not mine, but... Here in this sacred place, I finally understand his devotion and his awe. Mm. Tape 8, final tape. Nobody else hears the house. Their ears are too full of lies. And it's important for me to know that his voice is like shaking. I'm not going to do the whole thing because there's a lot here, but it sounds like he's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Mm. We were shown the way inside so we could help, but all we've done is fall victim to the same parasite. I should have seen the web earlier, the strands between Northmoor, the pillar, the gun, the id. What hope do we have thrown into this conflict beyond our comprehension? I've decided to rejoin the Bureau in the upper levels, to end my long absence spent in the Foundation. Northmoor will be angry at me for disobeying him. That's just his way, but I don't care. I need to remain in the oldest house, to help however I can. I doubt I can steer the Bureau back on the right course, but I have to try. How did I go so long without a purpose, without devotion? I can hardly remember how it felt. I realise how grateful I am to Father for setting me on this path. I wish I could tell him that. And that's the end of the tapes. So he's trying to say that the Bureau has now started steering... I mean, not the Bureau. The board has now started steering the Bureau in the wrong direction. I think that's his belief, yeah. And it also seems, mm. like we were saying before, that potentially the Bureau and the board were connected. This seems to make me think that the board has taken over the oldest house. Like, like the oldest house doesn't necessarily want the board in it, and the board has somehow taken it over. That's a fair reading. I don't think it's mine. I think the board and the oldest house are intrinsically connected, but the board and the Bureau are not. I think the board and the house have mm. become intrinsically but i don't think it was always that way and i think the house at least given what he's saying there mm. appears to be fight attempting to fight back against the board but the board now has the bureau as its weapon what makes you think that the house is trying to fight back because he was just saying that uh the the house he was hearing the house was telling him that the bureau was being led in the wrong direction oh no you're not wrong that's a really good so point. why would if the house is the bureau why would the God, the Bureau of the Board, I keep mixing them up. If the House of the Board, why would the Board be telling him, you know, oh, we're steering the Bureau in the wrong direction, I, teehee? I think, the, I think the House is a place of 
great power, like a sort of constant altered world event happening. It's it's a sort of conflagration of different places, like you said, ley lines, doors to other places, different dimensions within itself, and as and and the nails, barriers between worlds, and as a result, is a very useful place for a place like the board to have access to our world to other dimensions i don't think that they are intrinsic inherently linked together i think it is a base of operations it for them yeah. to operate within our world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, i don't think they're the same thing and they've just now found this organization that's a very convenient weapon well i've got a little bit more to to insight to give you so the ash tapes are done for now but it's not the last we necessarily hear from theodore ash so a couple of things, that, more things that Jesse finds, right? So a couple of times he talks about drawings on the cave walls. Mm-hmm. I have them. So here's two. The only two, in fact, I, I know, I'm aware that we can find. The first is of a black pyramid surrounded by black humanoid figures. So this is presumably the id worshipping the board. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. I, I'm not 100% certain, but that gives you a bit of a sense. And the second is of a creature that you two should recognise down here. In that the is the other, the, the, the board member that... That quit. That yes. ran, that the, quit. Former. the former. The yeah. former. Yeah. And the, so it's up here. They're around. So it's almost like he left, and perhaps he took some of the aid with him. Quite spidery. Uh, that's that's how he looks. Yeah, he's quite spidery. He's almost like a large snake with a spotlight on its face, mm. with six arms sticking out. It's cool. You, yeah. So we're gonna learn a bit more about him. Um. So I'm saying him. I'm. I, you know, it doesn't really matter what his gender. Yeah. Is. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, sort of cosmic um, entities have a need for yeah. gender. Um, but yeah, so so regardless, here you go. There's a couple of two uh, cave paintings. Jesse Although, finds... who am I to freaking put that on a cosmic entity? I mean, I, Jesus, I, what do I know? What's a cosmic entity? Exactly. So, so Jesse, um, she finds some more stuff. Um, she finds various documents that make it very clear that whatever the foundation is, this the space, all of the ley lines of the oldest house seem to converge here. This is the base. But specifically, all the ley lines converge exactly how Ash said. They converge at the base of the nail, that big monolith that she's trying to repair. The foundation is quite literally the foundation of the oldest house. It sprouts up from here. Mm-hmm. So which I think we call kind of understood, but just that we get concrete evidence that that is the case. Everything comes from the foundation. We also find a report called the Tennyson Report, which is really interesting, and it reads, I don't have it on screen, but it just reads, For years, the Federal Bureau of Control has been wrongfully forcing a philosophy upon itself and its people. This philosophy is known to you all as science. It's a memo. Someone's written this. We all realise that the concepts we explore here are mystic ones, with arcane thinking required to understand them. Yet, we insist on using words like power natural and power utilitarian to create the illusion of a scientific structure, a tidy little system. The Bureau is desperate to stand with the close-minded cult of logic and data that has overrun our society. If a thing cannot be quantified, then we dismiss it outright. We live in an age that is openly hostile to faith in the veiled forces governing our reality. I must remain anonymous for fear of reprisal from the anti-esoteric bureaucrats watching us from their plush offices. Those same bureaucrats, Trench and Darling among them, have been steering us away from the Bureau's arcane foundations mm. for decades now. Wait, wait, is this mm. still Ash? Who's this? You don't know. Oh, okay. Tennyson. No, I'll tell you about Tennyson in a sec. Okay. So Trench and Darling have been steering us away from the Bureau's arcane foundations for decades now. It is time we corrected course. If you stand with me, share this message. We are not alone. We do not know who wrote this report. Tennyson. So the quotation, there's a quotation, a bit of poetry at the start, which is basically, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's a, it's a piece of poetry. Well, it's actual 
Famous Tennyson. It is right. Lord exactly. Tennyson, Lord the poet. Tennyson, yeah. yeah. So it's a yeah. The quotation at the start of the poet comes from the poem "Tears, Idle Tears" by the English poet Alfred Lord Tennyson, which speaks of the desire to return to the past. That's why it's called the Tennyson Report. We don't know who wrote it. The presumption is it's Ash. Um, but he hated Northmoor, and then Trench has continued a lot of what Northmoor did, so it makes sense. And, he, also and he had, and he had spent years or months at least, dedicating himself alone to feeling the power of the building and the the way it breeds and the way it is in a way that isn't very, you know, logical or or. Absolutely, yeah. There's nothing logical about saying like the walls are speaking to me and it tells yeah. me, that, you know. For, but yeah, He's not trying to categorize it or yeah. Um, we're not done with Ash though. Uh, another thing he finds. So uh, he finds something else for us. Uh, we're able to trace his thoughts, his theories, and particularly his descent into madness in papers that he presumably wrote. So, for example, there's this one titled "On the History of the Oldest House." The oldest house has revealed much to me during my months in the foundation, but many questions remain. Primarily, the tree etchings bewilder me. So if we're going back to the door, you're talking about the Lord of the Rings thing with that. Yeah, the tree etchings, right? What is their significance? If the house has changed shape over its lifetime, as I've theorized, then was a tree its first form? Of course, there are numerous ancient beliefs regarding trees. Yggdrasil, the tree of knowledge, Yax Imix Che. Some cultures offered blood sacrifices to trees, while others claimed trees endowed chosen individuals with inhuman powers. Do New York City's many murders act as sacrifice for the oldest house? Does the house have a chosen champion? Is it is it me? Trees are important. I really wanted to hold on to that for the rest of the stuff we talk about with control. Bloody trees, man. Don't know how, don't know Bloody why. Trees. They're super important for some reason. Yeah. Uh, they're important to the future of what's going to happen, I think. So, yeah. Uh, so he thinks that, like, the oldest house used to be the tree of Yggdrasil. Used to be a bunch And of right stuff. before, and maybe this is just connecting the, the coincidence, but when Jesse found Ati when he was away on holiday, when she went across the chasm, the first thing we saw was a forest. True. True. Uh, but I think the idea is there because Ati's, Ati's in watery. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get that, yeah. So cleansing a couple of the nails, Jessie gets another call from Marshall. She hears her voice first, echoing throughout the caves. Snippets of the hotline we're about to tune into. That damn gun, Marshall says. Not sure she's ready. I'm here, aren't I? Jessie yells at a wall. I saved the Bureau once and I'll do it again. So here's what Marshall actually says. So if we go into her hotline... She reflects on her time working with Trench. She thinks how the two of them had worked their way up, how she had a lot of respect for him. He was the epitome of a good agent, she says. Smart, decisive, selfless. Then he picked up that damn gun. Becoming director is a formal process overseen by the board. Lots of ritual and mystery. With Faden, well, there's no protocol for field promotion. The girl's smart, has a good head on her shoulders. I'm trusting her to handle the hiss upstairs while I hold them off here. There's not enough HRAs to spare, so I'm going in without one. I'll need to make do with what I've got. So she came down here not wearing a HRA. Oh. So, yeah. But Jessie, frustrated, thinks how she still has no idea where Marshall is. The caves are winding, the paths are treacherous. She could be anywhere down here. She could be dead for all we know. Jessie wanders back to the crossroads. And to her surprise... Is Marshall just kind of there? Emily Pope is here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> why? Jessie's like, Emily, how did you get down here? I was thrilled to see her, but also why? Yeah, she's like, so they, they kiss and it's great, it's beautiful. And then Jessie's like, oh, like, how did you get down here? And Emily's like, what do you mean? You called me down, remember? Or I remember you telling me how to get in. 
eh, whatever, let's just chalk it up to synchronicity and get to work. And Jess is like, well, it's good you're here. The hiss is corrupting this big pillar nail thingy, and the astral plane is starting to bleed into our world. And Pope's like, I know, isn't it fascinating? I love science. Oh my goodness. <laughs> our readings are off the charts, but given time, and then she looks grave and she goes, it will consume the entire bureau. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to do something about this. And Jessie notes that the nail seems to slowly be rebuilding itself with every pillar that she cleanses. I think by this point she's done like two out of four. And by the end, the Black Pyramid will be on top. So Pope is like, um, yeah, so no, Jessie's like, mm, oh yeah, oh, it's interesting that the nail's rebuilding. The board. Yeah. So, so yeah, Jessie's like, oh, it's interesting that the nail's like rebuilding. That's quite cool. And Pope's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That could possibly due to the law of inverse exchange or maybe some variation of anti-sympathy. And Jessie just like drools. And then Pope's like, don't worry, I'll look into it. So Jessie Jesse adjusts her hair and goes, oh my god, you're so smart. You're so smart, you're so cool. Um, so yeah, um, so Jessie asks if Pope has seen Marshall. She called us on the hotline and Pope is like, uh, no, but that is weird. The hotline only contacts entities like the board or, you know, dead people. That's not good. And I'm, I'm pretty much quoting her there. Um, <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> There's so. been an uh-oh in the foundation. <laughs> so Jesse cleanses another pillar, but this time it's not the board who congratulates her on her progress. Another voice sounds out. Oh, yes. Alan Wake. Our old friend, the oh, former. Yes. No longer stuffed inside a fridge. Danger, it says. Director, board, broken, deeper, understand? And it sends Jessie tumbling into the astral plane, specifically back to the tutorial area earlier when she was forced to choose just one power. Note that like this red sand, there's bits of cave, it's all just bleeding together in the foundation. We want to stop this from happening. So yeah, so she's back to the tutorial area from the very beginning when the board was like, hey, you get just get one power, just pick, pick a power. And uh, yeah, it's all bleeding together. Um, the board's voice manages to echo through to her and it's like, you should not be here, director. And Jessie's like, whoa, not my idea. Blame the eyeball. And she takes the second, yeah. And then she takes the second power up. So now we have both. Oh. And the board is like, the former is adrift slash cannot be trusted. A second power is forbidden. And Jessie's like, well, we might have had our differences that one time, but now it's giving me something you want. So I'm a fan. And the board tells her to stop being ignorant slash thick. And before, <laughs> yeah, and before Jessie can say much more, she's flashed into the former's corner of the astral plane. Oh, what's up, Bible? Yeah. So, so it's important to note that for some reason, during the main game, when Jessie met the former the first time, she couldn't understand a single word. All she heard was the brr, 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 brr. But this time, the, the, the former, she picks up the broken, fragmented words. So it's not able to speak in full sentences. Half of it is still, like, broken, but she can understand little bits The only it. reason we have to distrust the former at this point, despite having fought it, even though we went into its prison, yeah. um, is the board say so, right? Mm -hmm. the, the former hasn't done anything evil. We know that the former might have been kind of worshipped or revered or something by the id, um, who we know as a lovely people. We don't necessarily, we're only going on the board's word that it's not to be trusted, right? There's no, the, yeah. the, the former hasn't done anything evil. It wasn't working with the his. No, I mean, it did take over the fridge and eat people, but also bear in mind that it is an entity and it, it, there was a rule there, which is don't break eye contact with the fridge. Yeah. It wasn't like going on a rampage killing for the sake of killing. Yeah. You broke the ritual if you blinked. So, you know, uh, which is just the rule of the, the world. The I'm, war also, shift. I'm also loving, as much as I don't think Jesse is, you know, as dumb as uh, Jack, yeah. She is going along with the first person to give her an instruction. Yeah, get All used to that. <laughs> yeah. she, she's giving... The former shows up, he's like, hey, do this thing. She's like, I guess we're on the same side now. It's yeah. my biggest problem with Jessie's character. She doesn't question nearly enough. And then and then the board's like, 
bro, I thought you were on our side. And she's like, nah, but he has a shiny thing. Yeah, 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 she's a magpie. So she, she speaks to the former. The former appears like this, and we, we get a quick chat. And very, the Very large, very eldritch. Yes, it's very cool, very cool. Um, So it's like, opened tunnel, grateful. And Jess is like, hello, uh, why did you give me the second power? And the former's like, void, nothing, egress. And Jess is like, so I'm just supposed to believe you're a particularly charitable, uh, whatever you are? And the former's like, neither, both, hungry? It, that's a Wait, question. E egress, so leaving. Maybe. Okay. Presumably. Um, so yeah, and he goes, hungry? And then Jess is like, are you part of the board? Or did you used to be? And then the former replies, once, split, board, blame. Mm. Jess is like, okay. And she kind of like sounds out her next question. And she goes, so you split because the board blamed you for inside, beyond, nail, rescue, house, sun, warning. Can you say those again slower, please? Absolutely. Inside, beyond, okay. nail, cool. rescue, house, sun, warning. Are you saying sun, S-U-N? S-O-N. I, oh. think, I think he's talking about ash. Yeah. So I think perhaps the former might have been the one speaking to Ash through the house. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the four... So we're not done with this scene, sorry, I'll if, continue. If we're to take it that Ash is the one who wrote the letter about the, the conflicting ideas of the board, the bureau, and the house, and what should be being done here, maybe the former was on side with Ash in the kind of belief about how mm -hmm. things should be done. Yeah. Um, and wanted to rescue or support Ash and the board weren't on for, on board, on board yeah. with that because they want the bureau and categorization and that form of ritual. I don't know. I'm just talking no, no, you're absolutely well, right. That's how well, I believe. This was this was off off camera while we took a quick break. Mm. And I called I called Monty out on this. Um he he skipped part of one of the ash letters. Yeah, um, if I go back to specifically it, wherein Ash calls himself a scientist despite it all. Right. Despite okay. in the prior letter going, we shouldn't be doing science. So and then something in this one, he's like, though I'm now bound to the oldest house, I remain a man of science. Yeah. So maybe he but doesn't can, actually believe that. Well, you can still be a, a person of scientific method, of, of believing in the scientific method, whilst also not being a slave to sort of um, uh, bureaucratic categorization. Cool. No, no, no. But, but what he explicitly said in the prior one is we shouldn't be... Doing science. Did he say that? No, no, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase has Chase is absolutely correct. Oh. So in this memo that I have, I've gone He's back, like, this is magic, not science, but we're trying to make it science. Okay. For the sake of streamlining, I skipped this paragraph, but Chase pointed out because I have it on screen that in fact there is a really important sentence in here, which is he says in the memo on the history of the oldest house, Ash says, and though I am now bound to the oldest house, I remain a man of science. But if we go back to the Tennyson report, mm -hmm. the Tennyson report is oh, like no so, science. So, so probably not Ash then. Probably Ash. Ash probably didn't write the Tennyson report. I, I initially thought that, and I've changed my mind on yeah. it. Um, so it's probably just someone that thinks again, though they're like the bureau isn't doing this correctly. Yeah. is another belief. Yeah. So to go back to the former though. So yeah, so Jesse's chatting, and the, so the former says inside, beyond, nail, rescue, house, sun, warning. And Jessie sighs because she just doesn't understand what he's talking about. And she goes, there's going to be an easier way to play charades with this thing. Um, do I need to rescue someone? Actually, 
with no. with the arms and everything. Oh no, 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 I just did that for this. So she's like, do I need to rescue someone? And the former, like, there's an achingly long pause. Like, I almost think the game's jammed, it's so long. And then the former just goes, no? <laughs> no? Like, there's a question mark at the end, he goes, no? Uh, and Jessie's like, oh, right, fuck this, and just cuts her losses. She realises she won't get any more out of this conversation, so she's like, okay, this has been great, thank you for your help, and uh, stay out of trouble, I guess. And then she, like, flashes back into the foundation. I do like Jessie. She's not very smart, is she? She's great, uh, but yeah, she's she's a lot of things. Um, so anyway, back to our nail hum. So the astral plane is bleeding. She's no Beth, mm. unless she is. <laughs> Dun -dun -dun. What, what what did you call Beth and Jesse? Jeff. Jeff. If they were the same person. Not yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff with T H. With, Sorry. With T H. So anyway, back to our nail hum. So the We're astral Bessie. plane. It's the astral plane is bleeding into the foundation more and more. Parts of the case. Oh, a, a classic hard. remedy run down the weird breaking hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's bleeding into the foundation more and more. Parts of the cave system are now entirely just white void. Uh, it makes it trickier to pass through. It's all very cool, but that's boring. I want to show you one of the really cool side quests in this expansion because people would yell at me in the comments if I didn't. So, let's just talk about a side quest for a minute. Okay. On her travels, Jesse finds an old Action Max movie camera. This clip does not do it justice, but you see the outline, and there's a blurry Jessie behind. She's okay. trying to cleanse it. Okay. She does this with all the objects. So yeah, on her travels, Jessie finds an old Action Max movie camera. It's just sitting, chilling, and the accompanying memo reads, The Action Max camera is an altered item. The item should be isolated from any person or event that is objectively interesting since its effect is activated by the presence of dramatic incidents. Excellent. So if you've got like a bit of drama going on, this thing's going to react to you. It's there for the tea. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, a movie camera used to make commercial feature films. Internal mechanisms are unremarkable. So it's just a camera. Subjects near the item will often experience a torqued version of reality resembling the heightened drama and action of a movie. Whether, oh. Yeah. Whether these events are localized alternate realities or products of hallucination is currently unknown. Additionally, the item seems to record footage from these incidents and creates VHS copies edited in the style of short films. Wow. So Jesse goes up to the camera and it's sitting on an old railway system that would transport goods from, the, from out of the foundation and deeper into the oldest house. So it's on a rail and she tries to cleanse it, uses her powers. She wants to send it back to the Panopticon, but the camera has other ideas. It races down the track, and suddenly the cart under Jesse's feet starts up, speeding after it. Retrowave synth music kicks into gear, and the side mission's title finally appears on screen. Sorry, what? Jesse Faden starring in <laughs> Swift platform. <laughs> Isn't it good? So, and it's really important, like, yeah, like, the, the synth music is really cool. It's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. and as you're going down hisser on other so carts, like and you're shooting them. Is this, like, 80s stuff? This... Very 80s, yeah. yeah. And like, I was like, going to say... Uh, in, in, in typical us tying everything back to Alan Wake, who's the only filmmaker we know in this universe is the new Thomas Zane. But Thomas Zane was 60s, 70s, not 80s. The all new and improved yeah. Thomas Zane. So this probably isn't a Thomas Zane thing. Very much but. feels like, it could, could be Thomas Zane, but I think that's a fair yeah. link to make, but I, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I think it's just a bit of silly fun. fun yeah. Um, so yeah, so hiss her down on like other rails, on other carts, like shooting at her from behind walls and stuff. And she's got to like fly around and shoot things. And she's chasing the camera. So she finds the camera. And we need to leap from cart to car. It's awesome. So there's not much more to it. It's just a belt or a wee quest. Wanted to flag it to you. Uh, anyway, back to the main story. So cleansing another pillar, the board visits with a message. And it says, 
our recent confrontation slash yelling was in error. We decided you can have both upgrades, only because you are our favorite slash current director. <laughs> Do not listen to the former. You are welcome. <laughs> so the board have gone away and gone, oh, God, okay, right. We might have been a bit harsh there, mm. Jeff. Um, I'm going to speak to her. Okay, we're going to get everything back under control. We're going to do a pizza party on Friday for her in the department. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they were having like a bad day at work and they come and they're like, well, I'm really sorry about how I behaved. Please don't report me to HR. I don't even think they were. I think they're like, shit, she's defecting. Yeah, yeah. She's defecting. We need to we need to give her gifts. I, I definitely think that's the case. No, like, Hi, we don't want her aligning with the former. Hi Jesse, can you hear me? HR sitting on this call. I hope that's okay. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so so that happens. We then... we may need to fire slash kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so finding our final pillar, we get one more message from Marshall. The hiss got in, she says. The foundation is overrun. I was out of time and options. I took all the C4 I could get my hands on and strapped it to the nail. <sighs> Boom. That's why the nail has been destroyed. Marshall destroyed it. Why? To stop the hiss from, like, infecting it while it's all powered up. Because if they did, they would be able to essentially get back into the astral plane. Oh, so if they did, we'd get the Red Pyramid fortune. Uh, yes, yeah. It's, it's basically the his. It's like the his is Plan B if Dylan didn't work. Out. So she still majorly screwed things over, just slightly less than the other version of majorly screwing things over. Yeah. So this was this was the the nuclear option, Plan B. One hundred percent. Just blow up the nail. But the problem is that Marshall didn't foresee the the astral plane is going to bleed in as a result, and the oldest house is going to fall into ruin anyway, yeah. just in a different way. God damn it, Marshall! Yeah. Well, so, to be fair, if she hadn't, we'd probably be probably dead by now anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she says it was a desperate move, but it's better off in pieces than in enemy hands. Trench wouldn't like it, but in the end, he valued invisible voices over old friends. I did my duty. Yeah, which is a pretty, yeah, venom from Marshall. Oh, maybe that's why she wasn't bothered when he died. Yep. I did my duty. The hiss can't corrupt a pile of smoking rubble. My last act is head of operations. I'm done. And Jess is like, oh my god, one absolute idiot, and cleanses the fourth and final pillar and rebuilds the nail. The board. How says does nothing. cleansing pillars undo dynamite? Well, there's no magic in it. Look, magic. All you need to know is that the name I'm is sorry, you don't get to read us 30 hours of fucking Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and then complain about cleansing, repairing a pillar. I'm because so. 80% of the explanations in Kingdom Hearts is either retcon or friendship. So, I'm sorry. So, like how much you pammed us off? Why are six million keys in a cross on the floor with pattern between them? Shut the fuck up, Neil. I mean. <laughs> I also, um, unrelated, but I'm fully imagining Marshall just strapping uh, Darling in his stupid disco suit <laughs> to, the, to the pillar. Say like a final hey, I've been waiting for this opportunity. Um, and he's going, Dynamite! I would like to say that this week, both of my co-hosts have seen the Mario movie, mm, and we heard, or, or you've seen the song I've from seen, the Mario I've movie. Seen the song. So all I have had for the past 12 hours in the studio and at home last night is the Dynamite song and Peaches, 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 Peaches. That's all I've had. This is going to come out in like three months, so this is going to be so dated. Anyway, back to the story because we're on the... We're, this is the end. So... Basically, Jess is like, oh my god, she's an absolute idiot, Like, but she cleanses the fourth pillar and she fixes the nail, and the board doesn't say anything to her this time. Wow. But Emily Pope does. Oh. 
So she goes back to Emily Pope, and Emily Pope is like, Jesse, what the hell did you do? The astral bleed is stopped, the nail is repaired, but both dimensions, this one and the astral plane, are vibrating at completely incompatible frequencies. It's going to destroy both realities. Oh, so previously they were going to like crash together, but now they're just both going to go like that and blow up. Because Jesse almost like repaired it too quickly, maybe? I don't know, we're about to find out. But... She, uh, so Pope is like, the tremors are coming from directly under us, but I don't know what the hell is happening down there. Right. The foundation of the foundation. Mm. So Jesse's like, say no more, and leaps down below. So around the nail is like a hole, basically, that the nail is like coming out of. And so Jesse drops down like a little bit of the hole and drops it to the bottom cave. So she's now potentially at the base of what the nail is. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't have a picture, and I'm sorry about this, Chase. Before we get to the end, because you've been talking about it the whole time, the shape of the nail, I don't have a picture, I will put it I will put it in for the YouTube, but you just gonna have to imagine this. When the nail is complete, it is imagine a giant rectangle, but the top of it, it's missing a triangle. Okay. So oh. almost as if the I think you're well on one almost with thinking the black pyramid. pyramid slots into it. Absolutely, as if the black pyramid slops into the top of the nail. So I just okay. think that's really interesting. Okay. Because again, the concept of the nail is that it's it's it, it's a nail. It literally almost like pins the astral plane to the oldest house mm -hmm. so to, to make sure the board has like control and connection to make sure that like the magic works and all these sort of things. It just pins the two realities together. Do we get, are we about to get an explanation for why our world is about to blow up because this has happened or are we just supposed to sort of go along with this well, disaster? Here's what happens. So okay. Jesse drops down. Um, and perfect timing because we get our final message from Marshall before the expansion ends to explain exactly what's happened. I thought the blowing up was the final message. No, this is her actual final message. Okay. I tried to get out after the detonation, she says, but an astral spike appeared out of nowhere. I'd bet a year's salary the board sent that spike. So astral spikes, we didn't talk about this, and I'm, I'm, apologies, but it's an enemy type that you can't kill in the base game. And it's basically just like a bit of, imagine like a bit of black rock that's an orb that floats and it like constantly shifting and reshaping itself and it like attacks you and it hurts Jesse. You can't destroy it. Whenever you come across these, you have to trap them behind like shutters and stuff so it can't come after you. Why would the board have been sending those after Jesse? No, no. Uh, in the base game. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's less of the, yeah, it's less of the board have sent them after Jesse. It's more they've kind of just escaped and they're in containment and then Jesse gets in his way. They're just volatile. Why does Marshall think the board have sent this one? I don't know, but she seems to think that the board is an Because she that. blew up their nail, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, probably, yeah. So she goes, I bet a year's salary the board sent that spike. We never did see eye to eye. They have too much control. Nothing a little C4 couldn't fix. Two birds, one bomb. Jesse has good reason to hate the Bureau, but maybe that's what we need now. She won't follow the same path, won't make the same mistake. So, Director Faden, here's my last lesson. You can't save everybody. She hangs up. Jesse journeys on, finally making it to the base of the nail, where she sees Marshall. Ooh. What? The room is swarming with hiss. It's gotten down here. Marshall's plan with the C4... It didn't work. It only blew up the top of the nail, but the base was still there. They can still infect the nail. And now, she is spawning hiss that are corrupting it. Because she's hiss infected right now, yeah. Marshall, Jesse says, are you okay? And Marshall responds, baby, baby, egg. baby, yeah, egg, etc. <laughs> so yeah, she responds with a hiss incantation. God damn it, Jesse says, I'm sorry, Marshall. Q boss fight. Uh, so Jesse kills the- I guess this confirms that you are actually properly dead the second that hiss take over your body. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot like the Taken. You're yeah. pretty much gone. Uh, it's impo- I never didn't t- talk about this, but during unless the you're game, Dylan or Jesse, Jesse or, did or, try to or director Trent in the base game. Jesse did try to cleanse one of the Hiss corrupted, uh, but it didn't work. She just couldn't get through to it. It's gone. Um, so unless you're a sort of powerful power utilitarian, you're immediately gone. Pretty much. So Jesse kills the being formerly known as Marshall, cleanses the nail of any Hiss corruption, and balance is restored. Go team. The foundation is stable, the board says. Hallelujah slash congratulations. <laughs> we hope you will improve your attitude slash loyalty. Well, fuck you too, Jesse thinks, and then corrects herself. Oh, sure, I will. Jesse thinks that she wasn't ready for this crisis. What good is a director who can't hold her bureau together? She decides to forge a new path for the FBC, one that serves their goals, not the board's. She says that she will be ready for whatever comes next. She swears it. And spoiler alert, she isn't ready. <laughs> but anyway, the credits roll, and uh, that's the end of the expansion, The Foundation. Okay, cool. So there you go. Yo! Um, important to know, I think, that I, this is why I think I really like your interpretation a lot, Neil, about Atti, yeah. about how he's an avatar of the house, not the board. Yeah. Because Mainly because I hope that's the case, because otherwise it sounds like future Jesse, maybe in control too, might have quite a bit of conflict with the board. And if Atti is an avatar of the board, yeah. I don't really want to have to be like fighting Atti. Atti, boss fight! Yeah, I don't want that. Like, I want him to be my pal. Watery Washington. Atti could kick our ass, I think. I think Probably. he could, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got, like, gender kung fu. He's going to come at us with the mop. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's it. That's all I have for, for the Foundation expansion. Um, all we have left now is one final expansion to finish off our look at the Remedy version. And what's that expansion called, Monty? Well, it's called AWE, and here's a little tease. I keep my nose to the grind. Too much work to do to focus on those kinds of things. I need to stay focused so I can get my work done and get home to feed Alfred. He's course, just going to talk forever. I always really. make it home for mealtime, so I have my neighbor check in on Alfred at 7 o'clock if I'm not back yet. She's very nice. Her name is Maria. What was your favorite part of that teaser? Oh, I'm teased. I'm teased to the max. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm feeling so teased. I don't know how to deal with this much teasing. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to call it there. And uh, we will see everybody in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, uh, please do like and subscribe. <laughs> yes, please do, because we want to hit 10k before the end of the year. And I don't know how many will be on by the time this episode comes out, but at this time, we are about 100 away from 4,000, which is pretty neat. Um, I'd like to be on 10k, though. We just want BoardChan to notice us. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> BoardChan will notice us if we have more subscribers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, we'll say goodbye, and uh, we'll see you in the next Bye, one. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Monty. Just before we finish off, um, I, I'm i the one that edits the audio for the majority of these episodes. However, this was Neil's attempt at audio mixing and he's just sent me over the file. Um, he did a really good job. Thank you for doing that, Neil. Um, but he didn't cut out all of the weird noises that he and Chase often like to make. Normally, I try to get as many of them as possible, but uh, a fair few slipped through the cracks. So, as punishment, enjoy. What was your favorite part of that teased? Oh, I'm I'm feeling so teased. Oh, I'm teased. I'm teased to the max. Aww. 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 Oh, I'm I'm feeling so teased. I don't know how to deal with this much teasing. I'm teased to the max.
know how to deal with this much teasing. I mean, to just to the facts. 